0: Okay, so here we go. Davches Aleph, very top word, and we're discussing the time frame of animals that are permitted to be tithed uh, with each other. As we know, animals from the same year can be tithed when I, and, and combined into one group. So for example, if I have three animals that are born in the month of Cheshvan, and three animals born 30 days later in the month of Kislev, And three animals in Teves, three animals in shvat. I now have 12 animals, all born in different months, but I can tithe those 12 animals now. I take my 10 animals, uh, my 12 animals, and I walk them out of the pen. Number 10 is going to be Miser, and then the next two animals are going to be combined with the next group. But animals from different years cannot be combined. Okay, so when does a year start, when does the year end? That's what we're dealing with over here, Zogt the Gemara. Taman Tanina in uh, brisa uh, elsewhere. On the first day of Elul, that's when the year of Meiser Behema starts over. Okay, so once you get past Rosh Chodesh Elul, the second day of Elul is the any animals born the second day of Elul will count towards the following uh that year's Meiser. Anything born three days earlier will be for the previous year's Meiser." It's tishrei. The month of El is by itself. So if you notice, Benazai seems to be a middle ground. He's unsure who to follow. We have Rav Meir saying that the new year starts over by Elul. We have Rabbi Lazar Shimon saying, no, it starts a month later by Tishrei. And Benazai kind of is thinking to himself, hmm, I'm not sure where to put this month of El. So you know what? We're just going to keep any El animals on their own. This way we don't run into issues should they be combined with the month prior, a month later. Let's just keep them in their own category. Omar of Khuna. says, Time made the reason for a marriage that we start with Rosh Because that's when they conceive. Okay? And uh, they conceive five months earlier. And afterwards, after the Rosh Hodesh that means that the animals were pregnant. Before, um, too late in the year. So you see from a mayor that mice my, comes from conception of the animal. And once you get past the month of Elul, so the, that was like late in the mating season. And that means they made it after the month of Nisan, because Nisan E.R. Sivan Tamuz of is five months. And then Elul will be at the end will be the sixth month. And we know that animals such as sheep and goat have five month pregnancies. Rabbi Yisabar of Bo'an B'Shem Khuna says, Taimu Yisab HaRav Shem, the reason for Rabbi that you start over by the month of Nisan, Lov Shukar HaMatzayin Elo Bakirais, Baamak HaMiatfu Bar, Eilu HaFelais, Yisairu Af Yisharu, Eilu VeEilu Okay, both the uh, ones that, the the sheep that became pregnant before Nisan and the ones that were born before Elul, all them are together inside the pen, singing Shira to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So you see that it starts with the month of um Tishrei, it does not start with the month of Elul. So, those are the two opinions. Each one's got their source, their reason to back them up. Benazai seems to not be sure which one to follow. The Gemara is going to dwell on this for a little bit. First of all, what was Benazai's relationship um, to, right now, it seems to Reb Meir and Rab Lozer and Reb, Reb Shimon? They were all his Tamid and they were his students, and he doesn't really want to give a clear cut opinion. He says, I'll take the middle road. Elul will stand on its own says, Since these people, very important to notice this expression, we're going to dwell on this in a moment, these people. Now, usually you're not going to talk about your rabbi like that, you might talk about your student like that. So he says, these people, one says this, one says the other, one says El, one says Tishrei, so therefore, let the El ones have their own miser. Okay, so what do we do? If, let's say, you have animals born three months, one right after the other, but different Meiser years, they don't join together, which is very interesting. You could have animals that are born one month after the other, and since they're in different Meiser years, they each, they're each fall into their own category. Yet, you could have animals born 11 months apart, or 10, you know, 10 complete months apart. And still fall into the same calendar year. Because Tishrei all the way through the end of Av, a full 11 months, that will be considered one calendar year for Miser. And they will join together to the tithing. Okay. Says the Gemara, what's going on here with Ben Azai? Because if he's the Rebbe, if he's the Rebbe of this, of Rebbe Meir, Rebbe Yisi, Belaza, you like, why can't he just give a sack? Let him give a ruling. Why is he taking the middle ground? Let him give a ruling for their dispute. So the Gemara answers Rabbi Yirmiyah, Rabbi Mi'asha, B'shem Rav Shul, Bar Rav Yitzchak. He says really because the dispute amongst the students were actually in, was actually an earlier dispute amongst the Tanaim. These great Tanaim, who are these earlier Tanaim who argue? Tan Rabbi Yainakumi, Rabbi Yirmiyah, Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Akiva already had this, but when the new year of tithing starts over, but it is coming to teach us. What we're also hearing from here is the following, that Ben Azai, if he's really referring not to the dispute of his students, but he's referring to the dispute of earlier sages of Rebbe Akiva and Rebbe Ishmael, and he's saying, oh, the opinion of these people, well, Rabbi Akiva originally was Benazai's rebbe. Why would he say this opinion? You'd say the opinion of my rebbe. You're speaking a little more of a respectful manners. So the Gemara says it seems from here, Benazai chaver v'talmid hoyi Rabbi Akiva that originally Benazai was a student and eventually he became a Chavar, a friend, a colleague of Rabbi Akiva. In teimarabe, because if you're going to say that Rabbi Akiva remained his rebbe throughout, what, what sort of uh, expression is that to talk to your rebbe? Is Barnash Ahmad Rabbi? Does anybody? I uh, have the chutzpah to speak to the Rebbe and say, since so this guy, these guys, you know, uh, says this, and these guys say that, you know, it's not, it's not so respectful. And if he's referring to Rebbe Akiva and Rebbe it must be at least he was colleagues to use. He was a colleague to use this expression. Rebbe Avin b'Shem Rebbe says Rebbe Yitzchak says, you can figure out from the Mishnah also that Benazai became a hover, a friend, a colleague of Rebbe Akiva. How so? From a different incident that. Uh, takes place with a, there was a dispute between um, Beis Hill and Beis dis- uh, concerning inheritance, concerning Erusha. Rabbi Akiva wanted to say that there was an additional machlokas. Benazi argued on him and he used the same type of expression. Omar lai Ben said Rabbi Akiva, there's enough machlokas going on, enough disputes. You want to add another machlokas? No. And now, a, a student wouldn't speak to a rabbi like that. Zotomeret yeah, you see it from here, in Tamar, Rabbi is Barnash, Omar the Rabbi, know who in the world would speak to the Rabbi unless he ultimately became an equal, okay? So, um, even though everybody, uh, you know, when he said these words, oh, doesn't everybody agree? Okay, so again, you see another time that Benazai spoke this way to Rabbi Kiva, it must be that they were colleagues, period. End of that discussion. Okay, next piece of gemara. All animals born from Rosh Hashanah until the 29th day of almost a complete year. They could all be, you could take Miser from all of them together. Five before Rosh Hashanah, five after Rosh Hashanah. They're considered separate categories. Four, five before a designated date of maaser behema, and five after a designated date of Miser behema. That can be mitzvahif because ultimately they can combine. It's not, old, it's not a completely, a, a completely a new year, but different times when they were supposed to take miser, but not necessarily mukhuv. Omar of Yaiser of Yaiser says, You see from here, that what stage of an animal's growth do you take miser? It's not similar to fruits that you take miser as soon as you notice. The fruit on the tree, it, you know, once the, the flower falls off and you see the actual fruit. Also, like Kishlish, it's not in the same category as grain, which as soon as it, as soon as it grows a third, you're obligated in Meiser, in Temar Kishanet. And it, the, it, it can't be like the fruit that is high as soon as it blossoms. because then We wouldn't say anything that's born. We should say anything that's conceived, because that's when it starts to, right? Conception of an animal. Is going to start to grow like the fruit, because we also can't be dependent on a third, because then then you'd stop after the 22nd day of El for the following reason. An animal is not fit to be a sacrifice until it's at least eight days old. So even if it's born, it's miser. What would you do with that miser animal? You brought it as a carbon. Why would I separate the animal to be miser, or would I? We're ultimately going to see that, yes, you can. But would I separate a miser of an animal if it's too young to even be used as a carbon? So the Gemara says, one second. Rav B'Shem of Bunbara Chiyah says, Kishlish Osuoi. So you can maybe say that it has like the status of grain where it grows a third, and we'll say, Krib Shimon, Shimon, Taka, Shimon holds, he says, yeah, even if it's less than eight days old, you can put it into a deer, you can put it into a pen, into a corral and include that with your miser counting uh, if this ends up being number 10. let's say a seven day old animal ends up being your miser animal so you'll just wait until it, it uh, gets to the uh, requisite the required uh age come rabbi shammai so her got up and he said to Reb-Shamay, he said to him did you say such a thing but we learned in a mission elsewhere Animals born in El are off on their own Doesn't that mean the entire El Up until the 29th day Not only up until the 22nd day And, and you're going to tell me that He's following Rab Shim and not the Rabboni You think he's going to follow the opinion of the minority Not the majority that Any animals born in the last week of El Yutaka only tithe them with the next year's animals but then you're gonna have an issue because benazai says all the El animals are together and according to you it's not true only the first three weeks of Elul do those animals go together okay so therefore it's going to come out that um you're really you're you're having an opinion that's the middle of nowhere. It's kind of, in, it's kind of in no man's land. Because if we're going to assume. And stick to this. That when Benazai says an El animal. Is going to be tithed with L animals. We're going to assume it means throughout the entire El. Says the Gemara. of v'chia says. We're dealing with a Bihar that is younger than 8 days old. Then. That's counted towards its first year. Okay. So. When you have a bachar, how old is this Bihar? What's considered one year? So it's considered a year as as soon as the animal's born is going to be considered year number one. Even if it's two days before Rosh Hashanah, all of a sudden it's going to skip to being the uh, skip to being the second year. Amar Avmona, of Aba, Shmami Ado, Shmala, We learn from this called b'chhar shayivolid v'goyim razocher taktish ha'ketzad. How does that posuk work out? How can we understand that Pesach? What does it mean? You don't wait till it's eight days old to count it as year number one. From the time it's born, that's when the counting ultimately starts. And this is what the Gemara's walk, this is what we're supposed to walk away with from the Gemara, that miser, when you're tithing an animal, it's going to count not from the year that it turns eight days old in, but from the year that it is actually born. Period. End of that discussion. Ahmed Aleph was really a lot of chashvaynas, a lot of calculation, understanding, time frames, months. And now we get into halacha number two, the next Mishnah. And from here, this Mishnah through Ahmed Beyz, there's a little bit of Agadita gemaras, a little bit of some fascinating gemaras. It's mostly uh, straightforward halachas. We're going to be discussing the laws of Shabbos, particularly carrying on Shabbos, which we are familiar with from track date Shabbos, from Hosef to Shabbos. And it's also going to get us onto the halachas of the Dalut Kaisis, the four cups of Pesach. Very appropriate for the time that we're in. Okay, so here we go. Says the Mishnah. We know they, that by Pesach Shavuos and Sukkot, they would open up the treasury and they would show the machta Shekel, the half to Klal How would they show them? So they take out three boxes, each box holding three saw. Terminus Alishka, that's what they took out of the treasury. Because of Aleph, Bez, Gimel. And they wrote in Aleph, Bez, and Gimel on the three boxes. The Gemara will explain to us why they had to write the Aleph, Bez. Ultimately, it's a, quick, it's a quick response. The Gemara is going to tell us because there's a rule um, over in over al alamitz, It's not allowed to pass over a mitzvah. So the box number one with the skullim, as soon as they use those skullim, they're not allowed to use the skullim of box number two until all the skullim of box number one are used up. Okay, so that's why it was important to mark off so they know which column to use first. Bismal says it wasn't a base. olive based gimmel, rather Yovanus Kosvaleum alpha, beta, gamma. Okay, it was um Greek letters, which we know from from Chazal, that the second most um the second most uh, the word's not important, but um fascinating language after Lush and Kodesh, after the Jewish language, is Greek. And it seems that was a language that Jews were using at the time, so they didn't necessarily write an Aleph based Gimel, they wrote it in Greek. That was the opinion of Rabbi Shmuel. The person who went to get the boxes and filled them up was not allowed to have any pockets or any hems. Why? Shoes, sandals, nothing. I even filled them out of boxes or an amulet. Why? Because people are going to suspect you. What if the guy becomes very poor afterwards? People say, oh, you know why he became poor? God got him back. He was, must have been trying to steal from the treasury. Or you can't win. Vice versa. Let's see he becomes rich. What's going to happen? People are going to say, oh, you know why this guy became rich? I'll tell you why. Because he uh, skimmed some money off the top of the lishka. Of the and the reason why this is important, even if you're not going to steal, is because the same way we have to be clean in the eyes of Hashem, a person also has to be clean in the eyes of Yisrael. And now there's another puzzle which seems to imply not only Yisrael, but any Adam, any person. A person's obligated to live in a what we call a glat kosher way, right? In a kosher manner, where we're not only uh, clean in the eyes of Hashem, we're also clean in the eyes of everybody. It says the Gemara, we learned in the Rebraiza elsewhere. Afilo arba kupas. There's a rule on Shabbos, and that is if a person needs a place to learn Torah, um, so they were allowed to move these big, heavy boxes, even though it took a lot of effort. And usually, not supposed to do things that take a lot of effort on Shabbos, but for the mitzvah, for the sake of a mitzvah, they were allowed to move four or five boxes on Shabbos. Says the Gemara, how big are these boxes that you're allowed to move? What are we talking about? Revzira, Shal, Shabayisha. Revzira asked a question searching for information. From the Iglesia, he says, How big are these boxes? On he says, Listen, it's not clear from the Gemara in Shabbos, but let's learn it out from our Mishnah over here in Shkolim. No might number on We'll learn out a Sosom, a hidden, uh, like Shabbos, it's not clear how big the boxes are, so it's hidden how large it is from a clarified Mishnah, which is over here. To Tanya, we learned, B'Shalish Kupas each box had three saw, shein tisha saw, a total of nine, and they did this three times a year. So shein eser b'shev Ultimately, they showed twenty-seven saw of these boxes of shekel from the treasury. So tarvenes alishka. That's what they showed from the treasury. Because of base gimel, be'pnei be'pnei mal koz l'avayis gimel. Why did they write aleph base gimel? Because leimar to teach us misstapik marishayin akadim l'shtiyah min eshtiyah akadim l'shtishes. You got to go in order. Whichever coins became available first were the coins that you had to use for. The carbonus. The bottom line is, as uh, to answer our question, what was our question? How large are these Shabbos boxes? Answers the Gemara: three saw. Each box was as large as three saw. And we're learning it out from our uh, our Mishnah. Once we got onto the laws of Shabbos, we're going to continue discussing Hilchah Shabbos for a little bit. Says the Gemara. me we learned in the Mishnah elsewhere. Might yaiin kedei mezigas we know that if a person brings out wine concentrate, how much you for carrying on Shabbos, If it's enough concentrate to make a cup. Rav Shaw Srabisha. asks another question searching for information from Ravasha. He says, and Shakais, what type of kais? What type of cup? How big is this cup? Um says, in other words, how much concentrate to fill up how much cup? Umr Laira says, No matzos You're right, it's not clear in Shabbos, but let's find a clear Mishnah where we can learn out from how big a cup is, the Tanya Rebchir, taught us, the four cups at the Pesach Seder, it has to be a revius of Italian wine. Oh, so you see from here, how much is a cup? A revius. And therefore, when I carry on Shabbos, wine concentrate, how much wine concentrate is considered chashuv to make me obligated? A quarter of a revius. Because the way it worked was, they would take a quarter concentrate, add three quarters wine, dilute it, mix it up, and then I had my wine. Om Rabbiasi Barav and Mishum name Yehuda that um, this, this halacha that we just established, that it's usher to go outside uh, carrying on Shabbos without a Eruv, a quarter revias of concentrate, because you may come because it's capable of making a full revias follows the opinion of review How so? The time we learned the Brisa. Mayim you're not allowed to carry water on Shabbos out Erev if it's enough water that a person can swallow. If you do enough, it, it's even less, which is enough water just to mix up a eye medicine. Eye drops, Yeah, a little bit of water to add to the powder, you make some eye drops, That's consider, since that people can use it for that, it's already chashev at just a little bit. And yayin, and how much wine, that's the amount to swallow. Rabbi Yudah says, it's enough to mix a cup. So you see that how much are you Chayavon for carrying outside, mixing a cup, a revias, that is the opinion of Rabbi Echen. Okay, very good. Says the Gemara, so now we know if a person carries a quarter revias of wine concentrate outside on Shabbos, they've transgressed. What about total wine? What about if I carry out diluted wine? Ready, ready to drink wine. How much, my of then? Says the Gemara, mazog bakamu. How much? So it answers the Gemara, Well, why don't we just connect it to what we just said? water is the amount of swallowing. enough to make this eye medicine. and wine is for swallowing. Now that has got to be wine concentrate said, See, from over here, how much diluted wine you have for carrying outside. Again, a revius. It's going to be a revius, period. End of that discussion now concerning the laws of Shabbos. And once we're talking about cups of wine, we're going to get into some interesting Shilas about the Dalit Kosos, the four cups at the Pesach Seder. Says the Gemara, Kamash and says, how much you, uh, is the minimum amount to drink for the four cups? of and Omar, tartia inu Okay, it's a tartia inu All I got from the mefarshim over here is it's a little less than a reviyahs. That's what the mefarshim on the, uh, the commentators on the side explain. It's not a full reviyahs, but I'm not sure what the exact measurement is. Okay, says the Gemara, a question about the four cups. Can I drink my all four cups at once? We had the Shailim Psachim. In p'sachim they asked, do the four cups need to be split up and spread out? Or could I just drink one cup, finish it, second cup, finish it, third cup, finish it, fourth cup, finish it, I'm done. I got my four cups. Can I do it one after another? Now the Gemara M'sachim told us no. That was the psach we came out with at the end of P'sachim. Let's see what the Gemara over here says. So, since there's a halacha that uh, from Rav Mana, Quoting Rabbi Yaisi, that if a person says halal and shul on the Seder night, they do not need to repeat halal at their Pesach Seder. So let me ask you a question. After we drink the third cup of wine, after benching, what do you say before the fourth cup? halal. What if I already said halal? Then I'm going to go straight from the third into the fourth. If I don't need to recite halal at home, if I recite in shul, that means by definition, I'm allowed to do multiple cups at once. You see, from here, that even if you do cups one right after the other, a person has fulfilled his obligation. This is not like the Gemara Imsochim that we learned just a couple of weeks ago. Okay, ask the Gemara another question about the four cups. What is the halacha? Can I drink the cups very slowly? Do I need to drink it all at once to show how much I love the mitzvah and to drink it as fast as possible? Can okay, I take my time? Sipping the wine after the Gemara, the Gemara answers, There's no problem. All it says is you got to drink it. but don't have to, no, There's no particular way. You don't need to get drunk. You don't need to drink it fast. It says just drink it. No, it's fine. It, it's peseder. You can drink as fast as you want. You can drink as slow as you want. The Revyayna says, By the way, okay, he says, By the way, you should know that. Even though generally cooked wine, um, no, I skipped. Says Gemara, Mal lotzei be'yayin shel shvius. What is the halacha about using Shmeita wine? Tani Rabbi Shaya yaitzim be'yayin shel shvius. You could use Shmeita wine. Mal lotzei is be be konditen. What is the halacha of using wine with flavors? Says Gemara, be Tani Bar Kapore kondisen ki'yayin. Listen, we said that wine with flavor is considered regular wine. Hadom so re yaitzim minak You see, you could fulfill you could fill your mitzvah of the Dal kaisus with flavored wine says, What about using diluted wine? Now we're going to assume from over here that we didn't hear the Shaila before. We had, earlier on the Omid, we answered this already, okay? But what is the Allah about using diluted wine, ready made wine? Sigmar says, That's also okay. As we know already, You can fulfill it whether it's not diluted, whether it is diluted. It's got to look like wine and taste like wine. As long as it looks like wine and tastes like wine, it is wine. And you fulfilled your mitzvah. Amr Rabbi says, Mitzvah Adam." Even though you could really use any wine, it's appropriate to use red wine. As it says, If you use white wine or other colors, generally, your focus is going to be on the cup. It's not going to be on the wine. Red wine allows one's focus to be on the wine and to, to remember the story. It's yes, Mitzrayim, everything that happened, the redness. Uh, all falls into this as well, and therefore it's appropriate. It's not, it's not, you know, you can fulfill your mitzvah with other wines as well. But the proper thing to do is to have red wine. <speaking in Hebrew> cooked wine, yayin, that's mevushel, right? Mevushel wine is the same as flavored wine. And this now we don't know yet in what, what the parameters are of this. What do you mean it's the same? That's the Gemara. Maulatz is yayin mevushel. Can I use cooked wine for my Dalit prices? We know that usually cooked wine is a lower level quality than uncooked wine. Um, Rabbi Yen, says, Yeah, it's fine. And, and Rabbi is consistent because he himself actually used to use cooked wine. He used to use Mavushul because otherwise it would bother his body. Rabbi Yen had an issue that when he would drink the strong uncooked wine, have a chazik chaga. He, he mamish, his body would bother him until Shavuos. Okay, his head would hurt him, uh, uh, and therefore he started using um, he started using mevushal wine. Okay, let's end off today's daf with two stories. Here we go. There was a royal lady who saw a chacham who He had a light coming from his face. Omra, she said, "Ooh, why does this guy look so good?" I'll guess why. Saba, Saba, this uh, elderly person, mias milan isbach. I'm going to take three guesses as to what your occupation is, how you spend your time, uh, why you're so jolly and you, look so, and you look so fine. Either you're a wino, or you lend on interest, take advantage of people so you're always happy, or you raise PIGs, which make a lot of money and is very little effort. Omar, he says to her, get out of here, you know what you're talking about. It's a this lady, she's got her head in the wrong place. The God forbid, none of these things apply to me. You know why I look so good? You know why I'm always happy and there's a, there's a light coming from my face? Yeah, I, I go to yeshiva, I learn Torah, I've got Torah in my life. When a person has wisdom in their life, their face starts to shine. Also, another story about the Shabbavo. Once came to Tveria, and Rabbi Echinen's students saw that Rabbi Vol looked really fine. He looked really good. He, something good must have happened. He must have gotten rich, won the lottery. Yeah, something happened to him because he's, he's, uh, you know, he's looking dandy. Also, came to He says, if you look so good, my students think you just made it big and won the lottery, but what kishmak piece of Torah did you learn today? If you're looking good, you must have heard something nice. Omar Lein, Rabbi Rabavo actually answered him. He says, you're right. Teisefta atika. I heard an old teisefta. I heard an old Torah that I hadn't learned previously. And that's why I'm in such a good mood. Rabbi said about Rabbi Avoh that the of a of a man, the wisdom of a man, Ta'ir Panav ultimately uh, brings light and radiance to his face. We're up to Ammar Rabbi Hanan. We're a few lines from the, four lines from the bottom of Ches Amadez. This starts a new sugya, uh, which is going to take us uh, a little bit into Amar Aleph. Tess Amar Aleph discussing the size of a Revius, And we will hold it here for today's daf. Be'ezus Hashem.